0: Welcome to season one of the Lindsay Morgan Snyder podcast, where Lindsay will explore falling in love with love himself. In this season, we will hear from Lindsay and surprise special guests from her Hollywood network speak on topics such as the circumference of love, talking to love, trusting love, how to stop striving for love, how to let love in, how to let love out, how to let love pop out of your head and overflow. It's bound to be an exciting season. Now welcome your host, Lindsay Morgan Snyder.
1: I'm so excited to see you this week. Well, not see you, but talk with you. Um, I am really pumped because I have one of my sweetest friends here in Los Angeles. She was my first friend actually in Los Angeles. Um, that I meant next door to where we're sitting today six years ago. So I don't know. I just think that's cool and significant. Um, but some of you might, uh, I wouldn't say recognize her, because, again, you're not seeing her picture, but, but you might recognize one of her first movies that she was ever on, and it was Soul Surfer. Um, The one about Bethany Hamilton, right, where she um, was attacked by a shark. It's a true story. And Sonia, tell us a little bit about, um, yeah, who you were in that movie, kind of how you got connected. Um, Here is the beautiful Sonia.
2: Thanks, Lindsay. Um, Well, I grew up on Kauai, Hawaii, and uh, I grew up surfing, actually, against Bethany Hamilton in real life. But my journey went less pro surfer and into modeling and acting. And I did a show called Beyond the Break when I was 19. And the producer of that show is also uh, kind of a famous director. He did Even Stevens and he just worked with a lot of kids. So the Hamiltons reached out to me personally and they're like, hey, you've worked with Sean McNamara on on Beyond the Break. Do you think he'd be a good director for our movie? We're going to turn Bethany's Story. She has an incredible documentary that their family did and they wanted to do a feature film. And so they asked me. For that recommendation. I'm like, yeah, you should hire Sean. He's great. So Sean got the job directing that movie. And then I got to audition, and I originally auditioned for Sarah Hill's role, which is Bethany's youth pastor in real life. That did not go to me. I lost that part out to um Carrie Underwood. <laughs> um, but I got to audition for uh, another character and um I like to call her the mean girl in the movie and kind of the only other antagonist besides the shark. So, yeah, that's where most people recognize me from or they're like, oh, my gosh, that was you. Oh, I hated you in that. So, yeah, that was really fun um, to film that. And we filmed it in Hawaii, too.
1: That is so fun. So I remember being with Sonia at an event we were at and all these little girls kind of came up to her. Do you remember that? All the little girls came up to you and they were kind of... No, it was, um, it was down at, um, Hope Heels event. They were throwing Hope Heels at it. Do you remember all those little girls came up to you and they were like, they kind of didn't like you because they thought you were that girl. Do you remember that? I really remember. I feel like that. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Or maybe you just told me a story about it. My
2: husband, my husband will notice young girls like, they'll be whispering and pointing but they'll be too nervous to just come and say hi because they think I'm the mean girl. So he's seen little girls do that before. Like, they'll point and be like, mommy, that's, you know. But they're not a fan because they don't want to come up. But they notice me. Yeah, it's funny.
1: I think that's so cute. And if y'all knew Sonia, she is the sweetest, like, kindest person ever. So I think it's so funny that you always play villains. Yeah. I mean, I, mean,
2: I try to be sweet and kind. Thank <laughs> Jesus. Thank the Holy Spirit that I have him. Um. But I think it's because I'm, you know, I'm brown. I have brown hair, I have dark hair, and I just look like the exotic mean girl. I don't know. <laughs> or, or I'm just not, I'm not, you know, you might call me sweet in person, but I'm also not afraid to be blunt and real and honest. So I think in my acting, that is really helpful to just go there and not be scared of looking um, mean.
1: I'm not caring what people think. Which is so powerful and probably yeah. why we're friends. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. That's so good. Um, so, wait, tell us about your most recent show, um, the Marvel mm-hmm. show. That was kind of a big like, breakout or breakthrough yeah, for you, right? So fun, yeah. Okay, tell us a little um, bit about
2: that. Marvel's in uh, I booked that in 2017, and we filmed a season in Hawaii. Again, everything, I'm from Hawaii, but I moved to LA to pursue acting and, and study acting. And everything I booked, films in Hawaii. So I'm just like, okay, God, this is funny. Um, and what else? Uh, yeah, we did, uh, I think it was like eight or nine episodes of that. It didn't go on to season two. didn't do very well. But I had the best time ever. And again, I play like a, a villain. <laughs> All in black leather. Um, my costume was awesome. My haircut was awesome on that show. That was like the dream job, because I was also close to my family in the islands, and I got to do what I love, and I know a lot of the crew in Hawaii, so I don't know, like that was, I'm like, I don't know if I'll have a better job than that, you
1: know? We'll see. So. <laughs> Gladiator. 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 remember, Gladiator. remember? Gladiator. Yes, <laughs> that was just the beginning, that was just the beginning. And I, I just have to share this little part, because this is one of my favorites, but one of my favorite shows ever is NCIS, mm-hmm. and you were on NCIS, and I was like, proud friend, proud friend, yeah. I was like, so excited, and Magnum PI, and, right? Uh, yeah, the new Magnum PI, the that's new... right,
2: I just filmed that last year, in Hawaii.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's... Hawaii loves me. <laughs> I know, that's so cool, mm-hmm. I love it. So tell us how you got into Acting.
2: I think it mostly started through modeling. My modeling agent at the time would just send me out into auditions in Hawaii, that were based in Hawaii, and I didn't know what I was doing. I was I never took a class as a teenager or as a kid, but I booked two jobs right away, and that. I was like 15 on my first jobs, and that was so fun. I was like, oh, movie and TV making is way more challenging and fun than just modeling in front of a camera and not saying anything. Like, you're kind of just a mannequin, you know? I mean, I have friends that are models, and they're good at it, and they enjoy it still, so I don't wanna like bash it, but I just found acting to be more freeing. Like, once the camera rolls, you can do whatever, you know? And I mean, they can cut you off, but you can, fly it's, it's kind of like flying when, when you're doing a scene so um, yeah that's kind of where I got the pack I was bit by that bug um, and storytelling like I grew up read. like I was a bookworm like I grew up surfing at the beach but I was a girl at the beach with glasses on reading in between surfing I'm always reading and I didn't realize that I love storytelling and it was, it was just a really cool when I look back I'm like oh I, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I was growing up but I think because I loved reading and the imaginary world, I just have a really strong imagination. God was really, you know, wiring me to be a good storyteller. Maybe, maybe not a writer like you, but like, as I can throw myself into this imaginary world, because I did that since I was a little kid, you know, in these books. So wow. it's fun to look back and be like, wow, I had no idea I would be this or do this for work. Um, but yeah, I love storytelling. And characters that are not like me <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think that would be so hard mm-hmm. but you like it mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. so fun that's so interesting
2: it's, and we were talking about this earlier um one of my first acting teachers really um over at baron brown's studio in santa monica his name's dw brown and he was saying that most actors come into acting um because they're trying to fulfill a need in their heart and it's it, what's kind of cool is related to your podcast is like we some of us, most most actors want to fulfill this need to be loved. Mm. And he also said um, a lot of us have come from broken families. Mm. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's me. And that it might be why deep down I was attracted to this is because I want to be seen. I want to be noticed, you know, and I come from a family. Where my mom and dad broke up when i was two and so i you know i, I don't have like a background of abuse or anything but um I, growing up i think maybe i was striving to like make everything good hmm. like everyone's happy i will make you happy i will perform i'll do good in school so that i won't cause any more problems for the family you know that kind of thing looking back now it's like oh and then we got into this recently, like, or I started getting into the enneagram, and I'm oh, a yeah. total number one. Like, I'm a one to the T. Like, I want to be a good girl, and I want everything to be perfect. And that is so not good for acting, actually. Like, you cannot control um, when you're on this. What my teacher calls a roller coaster in in a scene when you're doing a scene, you're you can't control the scene, and you can't control your partner and To me, there's so many correlations to acting and being a Christian. Mm. You know, like you have to trust God, and in the scene, you have to trust your partner and the writer and the director that they're gonna capture the story. And if you're a perfectionist, it's a very hard business to be in because you you can't control it, just like life. You can't really control life, you know? You can control your reaction and your responses. But that's what what I've found along the journey is like acting and Christianity is, they have a lot in common. And the other thing that I find that they have in common is when you're in a scene, you shouldn't be thinking about yourself, you should be thinking about the other person mm. and, and and listening. And one of the first things I was taught when I was 15 from a, a, a coach on set, she said, the moment you think about yourself, it's dead. You've killed the story, you know, and wow. it's, it's kind of cool to get the attention off of yourself and listen to your partner so that to me, I, I mean, I can nerd out on acting technique all day long, but I found a lot of correlations between like my faith and, and the craft and technique of acting, which I love.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you have to be present. Oh my gosh. <laughs> One thousand percent present.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One thousand. And the audience, the camera is so close up. They will see you when you're lying. Wow. We're kind of, I think we watch, there's so much bad TV out there that I think we're used to bad acting <laughs> and there's reality TV. So I think the audience is kind of gets a little confused, but I mean, we have these great actors for a reason. They make it seem so easy and flawless and like they're real, like it's real, but what they're doing, you have no idea how hard it is to make it look so natural and real. Um, and if you really studied acting, you'll, you would understand like why the greats are the greats you know
1: wow Mm -hmm. that's so powerful Mm -hmm. i love that so have you like found any healing like through acting i mean has god taken you through any healing like um just like emotionally or mentally or anything Mm -hmm. like by by going to class and doing acting Mm -hmm. or being on set i mean just from what you were saying like
2: um in class I spent I was in class for two years before I like went full speed into auditioning and getting reps and stuff. Um, it was really healing. Like class is kind of like therapy, mm. um, because the first year in the Armeisner program you get to know yourself. Like wow. that, the first year is all about what is going on with you, how do you feel, because. It depends on where you grew up and what culture you're from. But in Hawaii, we have kind of an Asian culture where you don't really show how you really feel. You know, you have this, this polite face on the outside or you don't show emotion at all. And mm-hmm. so, And then also on top of that, I'm a woman. So like, you know, and then I'm a one in the Enneagram. It's like, you want to always be looking perfect mm-hmm. and not show anybody that you're sad inside or depressed or angry. And so the first year for me in my acting program really freed me up And I was like, it was a safe place. It's an artistic space that whatever said in there, no one will repeat, you know. And so it's this environment where you can kind of experiment. And if you cry, no one's gonna laugh at you. If you yell or freak out, no one's gonna laugh at you. And I think I discovered that in my first year of acting. Like that's something I grew up being ashamed of is being laughed at. Hmm. You know, like I hated being teased. I hated being put down, and that shame thing. So that was good for me to learn to be like, oh, like I'm doing something, acting is so vulnerable. and, But that's the gold also, like mm-hmm. when you can be the most vulnerable on camera and let the world see all the truth on your face and in your soul. People are so attracted to that because we can't do that in real life, in, in real society. You know, not We can't, but we're all, we're all conditioned to be looking perfect. Mm. Or you can't really share. I feel like now people are more sharing, you know, on Instagram and stuff about what they're going through, which is really cool and being authentic um, and being real. And that's great, I think. Um, But the first year in that Meisner program really helped me get to know myself. Second year is empathy, getting to know a character and and walking in their shoes. Okay. Yeah. So...
1: Like your character or No, whatever
2: character you're assigned. Oh so, yeah, okay. you have to do the research on this character. Gotcha. Create the character. Okay. You create it yourself sometimes. Wow. And then um, you get to walk in this other person's shoes and, and practice empathy.
1: Wow. And
2: it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's acting's made
1: me a better human. Wow. For sure. For wow. sure. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I've never even heard you talk about that. Really? So I love hearing oh, I that. I'm yeah. talking about
2: acting all day long. All day long. I'm a nerd I, for it.
1: I love that though. I love, I've heard that from other friends that it's almost like, I don't know, have you ever done any kind of like sozo or inner yes. healing or
2: anything? I've done one sozo up in, um, at Bethel Church. And I remember, I think I told you this, I was so scared. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I felt like going to the principal's office or something. And I went and I was like, why did I even believe that lie? Like, God is so sweet and Holy Spirit is so kind. Where did I even get this thought? But it's because in my mind, like, God is like, oh, on the throne, you yeah. know? I'm like,
1: oh, can I come in, sir? Like,
2: <laughs> and so when I went, it was like the sweetest, most kindest thing. But the experience I had was, um, and I feel comfortable sharing this with you because it's just God stuff. Like, one of the questions that came up was, um, you know, we all pray for our unbelieving family to be saved, you know, and sometimes, I don't know, sometimes God's like, hey, you can take a break, you know, <laughs> like, you don't have to pray every day for their salvation, but you feel like you have to, and so I pray for my dad a lot, you know, and... um The Holy Spirit asked me, or the person leading, Sozo was saying, like, "Oh, ask Jesus if you should be carrying that burden." And I'm like, "Jesus, should I be carrying this burden?" And it was like, (laughs) it was like Aslan, like Aslan, Aslan, the lion. It was like literally, I in my mind's eye could see a lion with a beautiful mane, and he roared in my face, "No!" And I like felt the the air from him saying, "No." And he, like, didn't want me to carry that burden. Like, let it go. You know, it's, it's great that you love your family, you know, but you're trying to control or trying mm-hmm. to, like, make me do something for you. Yeah. And that was, like, I don't have a lot of, like, visual experiences or seeing things a lot, but I,
1: like, felt that. Holy Spirit is... Whew. It's so powerful. It's yeah. so powerful. You know, and I've had that problem too. You know, and I call I call myself a recovering codependent. You know, I don't want to put that label on others. But, but for me, I felt responsible for everyone I loved, you know? And so if I didn't do this, this wouldn't happen. And I had to realize with the Lord, like, oh, God loves them more than I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he created them. Like, he is their father you know he is their best friend like even if they don't know that yet and he loves them more than I do and when he leads us to pray we pray but if we're praying out of a place of performance yeah yeah, it's like it's not really good for anyone you know and 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 it's not like he hears our prayers one day and then the next day he forgets that yeah. you paid it. You know what I mean? Like,
2: that was kind of, he was teaching me that too. He's like, hey, baby girl, I got it. I got yeah. it. I heard you yeah. the first like
1: 700 7, times. 7,000 times. <laughs> exactly. That's so I told sweet. you to forgive
2: people that many times, not for,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, forgiveness. That's, that's real, girl. That's real. <laughs> um, well, have like obviously you're a Christian, um, which I think is so fun, but like, do you have any experiences um, like on set or anything that would be fun just to share when it comes to maybe even like a time where um, Holy Spirit really kind of came and helped you like on set? Mm, I need
2: more on set experiences. Uh-huh. No, just kidding. Um,
1: well, <laughs> I, I would mean... like to be on set more, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> From her mouth to your ears, uh, Jesus.
2: <laughs> um, you know, on my show in
1: Humans That was
2: the first time I was, like, on a show for multiple episodes, like, as part of the cast. And um, I was praying a lot, like, God, who who do you want me to sew into and, like, love on, you know? And I was really led to just, like, love on the people that work really hard. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones on their feet all day long. And, yeah, so just, like, listening and talking to the hair and makeup team and, like, just loving on them, you know? Mm -hmm. And... I got I, I, I get cool opportunities to pray for people and share, you know, scripture and give them words and stuff and share my testimonies and my faith. And, you know, Hollywood's kind of, you know, not known for like being super Jesus loving, but nobody can argue with your experience and your testimony. Right. So I always wait for that moment to like, hey, you know what worked for me? And um, can't really think of like specific moments, but I, because I was working with, those crew members on the daily for three months you get to get very close you know and um yeah and get to love on them so that that's who I was called to in that season and um yeah I can't really think of any other like major major moments but yeah yeah no that's not not super exciting but for me it's like the stars get the treatment. They mm. get treated really well, you know? Yeah. And my, I felt like my calling was on that set was to, like, yeah, love on the people that are overlooked.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. That sounds like Jesus. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> Just make me like you, huh? Yes. Yeah, that's so true. Mm. No, that's so interesting. And I kind of skipped past it, and I want to go back to it. Yeah. But what you were saying about the whole, like, um, kind of wanting to be seen mm. or wanting to be loved, mm-hmm. like as like people in this industry, maybe, mm-hmm. um, maybe even me being one of them, even though I don't, I'm mm-hmm. not in the industry as like you are, but I remember when I moved to LA, I kind of felt that I mm-hmm. kind of sensed that, like that there was almost this, like the spirit of rejection over this yeah. city. And um, and I had my own rejection issues. So it felt very scary to me to come to a place that kind of had this like feeling of rejection over it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that you share that, I'm wondering like, oh, I wonder if it's like, um, because there's a lot of rejection, like, I mean, right. Like you're, yes. that bruise is getting it's hit so over, and, so over and over and it's over and over again. Right. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about like, yeah, like, I mean, cause there's a lot of people I think that want to be that, you know, the truth is, all of us need love. Even mm-hmm. if you grew up with the most perfect family, mm-hmm. like, there's no such thing as a perfect family. Nice. So we all, like, are always wanting more love. Mm-hmm. And, and being seen, I think, is part of being loved. Right. You know, so it would it makes sense that, like, a lot of people would be like, you know, am I loved? Am mm-hmm. I loved? And, like, want to be, wanna be seen that way. Um, where was I going, Lord?
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I think... Maybe you're gonna ask. I think you were gonna ask (laughs) me this question. Um, Go for it, girl. Like the the almost like the spirit of the city is kind of like, love me or I. This is how I think of LA. Like everyone's coming here for their dream, Mm. but we all are running from maybe past rejection. But you're coming to the city of so much rejection. So you're coming into a city that is just built to reject you. Yeah and you already felt rejected. So it's like, ah, it's so ironic. But um, if you have God, you can make it, you know, if you don't have God, that's that's who I pray for. Like, you know, because it is, this city is so tough. The industry is so tough. Just to give you an example, like- Yeah, give some I've example. auditioned like this year. I mean, we're experiencing COVID right now, so it's shut down, but before this, you know, pilot season runs from like January to April, I had like a hundred auditions. 80 wow. something auditions wow um and i had one screen test and two callbacks but no bookings wow. and it's like that's how much rejection that's just one season and last year it was about the same i had about one booking i won direct booking which is great but i mean you you know the ratio to going out and being told no. And it's not like you're physically being told no. No one's saying no to your face, you know, but you're not getting the job. Right. It's so tough. So, but I always just try to remain grateful to even be a part of the industry, even get called into the room uh, is being invited. You know, they know your name and they want to see your work. Um, But honestly, I I don't know how I would do it without being a Jesus lover, having my identity in God and having God confidence of knowing who I am and... where my identity really comes from, doesn't come from my work or my jobs, because that can disappear. And look, you know, this pandemic just proved all all of our plans can disappear tomorrow. So like, yeah, who are you when you don't have all of that? Who are you when you don't have all your dreams telling you that you are are great at what you do? Or, you know, like... Mm -hmm all that kind of stuff. And then also on top of that, I'm married and that's just helped so much because I'll come home crying, you know, mm. and I have a husband that prays for me and encourages me and tells me not to give up. Cause I think I would have given up a couple of times. Wow. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have that emotional support of like, you know, you're, it's okay. It's just one job. Who cares? There's going to be more. And that, I've always told myself there's, there's so much opportunity. It's really who can survive, The rejection
1: in this town, right? I think that's who wins is who can survive the rejection. Wow, that's Mm -hmm. so crazy! Wow, that's amazing! And one thing I really respect about you is so Sonia and I met um, working for this wonderful family, the Wolfs um, of Hope Hills, and I met her when she was working her butt off. She was like this like amazing nanny. She was just like so humble and just like worked so hard and I always loved her story because she was working so hard and then when it was time after she had done her school and you can correct any of this if it's wrong Mm -hmm. um but after she had done her school her and her husband decided okay she's gonna go really full-time try to pursue acting and and when you got your breakthroughs I was just like yes like she worked so hard like you were so humble and you had soul surfer so you had this like kind of credit i don't know all the lingo of hollywood but but you had this like credit you had kind of this big win Mm -hmm. and then i mean you had to go and do a job that wasn't as exciting right i mean Mm -hmm. even though baby john is so cute Mm -hmm. so (laughs) and then you know then you went back out and did it again so it does seem like perseverance is like no joke
2: for sure yeah um yeah the thing about booking a big job and then going backwards in some people's minds was when I got, when I felt the call to come to Hollywood, I prayed a lot about it. I took some kind of like explorer trips, you know, came yeah, out and like me tested the the field and, you know,
1: spied the land. Spied yeah. the land.
2: They are giants here. Yes. Um, but what, I had a really cool meeting with a producer at Empower, I think it's called. Oh gosh, I'm butchering the name. I don't maybe it's not even called that. Um wrong name anyways I had a, a producer meeting and I asked him he's a Christian I said what kind of advice would you give me as a Christian who wants to come to Hollywood and he said well I I would tell you to serve mm-hmm. you know come and serve the industry don't come and just take from it wow. and use it and that really st- struck me and when I asked my husband like hey can we move to LA I want to study acting I want to know my craft I want to be excellent in my work um, for to you know glorify God with the talents and the favor that he's given me like it is so hard to book a job so I I realized oh my gosh I'm so lucky I had I even have a reel without trying I, I booked a lot of little jobs in Hawaii a lot of people don't have that and I was like I need to honor God with these opportunities study my butt off and make sure I know what I'm doing because that was also, I worked on Soul Surfer with Academy Award winning Helen Hunt. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I am so nervous. I need to not be nervous anymore. I need to go know my things so that I can offer something when I come to set. I can do my job well and be a good teammate and a good scene partner. Um... And so when I came to LA, I looked for an opportunity to work and serve, and I found Hope Heels, and I loved serving them, the Woofs, and yeah, literally watching Baby John be, be born at the hospital. <laughs> I, I helped them that day, um, and that's where I got to meet you. And what's so crazy is on the interview, I told them, hey, I'm 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 gonna pursue acting, but not yet because I'm taking these two years off to just study, and it's I would love to work for you guys because this producer told me this and they're like, who's the producer? And they asked me who it was and they knew who he was and they went to school together in Pepperdine. Wow! And so their very close friend gave a little girl from Hawaii some advice Mm. and she followed it and I ended up serving the family that they're friends of. And it was just really cool how God kind of covers people in the family, you know, it's like they had a need God put this heart, like, desire in my heart to come to Hollywood, but I didn't want to just come to Hollywood, because to serve my desires, like, this producer it gave me really good wisdom, like, no, come and serve L.A., you know, um, be a servant, and it all worked out, wow. and then I got to, like, book really fun jobs, you know, so, yeah, and I still study and train, and I still still really believe that, you know, Um, now my my church um started doing this foster program here in L.A., and that has been so amazing. I can't like take in a foster kid on my own, but I, I'm officially a foster auntie and we serve a family here in LA and get to know the kids and got to take them for a surf lesson. So I don't know, I think it's it's so easy to be the hands and feet of Jesus anywhere you are. Um, but especially in Hollywood, I think it makes a big impact in the kingdom because because everyone does come here to use this city. Mm. I think as believers it's your little little bit of effort of service goes very far because it's so opposite and it's just god's kingdom and god's kingdom is so opposite you know he wants us to serve instead of like you know be the star of our own show maybe he will let you be the star of your own show but maybe um yeah that's just been my my experience here
1: in hollywood yeah i love that sonny it's so good this is so fun i'm like having the best time listening um okay so wow that is just so powerful so okay so my podcast is really on like god is love and just like this whole idea that god tells us in the gospels about like love him with all your heart soul mind Mm -hmm. and strength and then love your neighbor as you love yourself And so, you know, my biggest struggle all my life was basically Mm self-hatred. You know, I didn't realize that, Mm -hmm. but that was the root issue, you know? Um, Have you seen, like, I don't know, do you have any thoughts on that or... Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
2: I think it's, I think for me, the form of that is like, oh, you're stupid. Like this idea, like, oh, you're stupid or you're not good enough. Mm. Then it kind of turns into like... You know, those are the thoughts that I deal with, you know? Like, if I don't do a good job or whatever, just beat yourself up. Right. Um, But, yeah, you just kind of, for me, I just have to tell those thoughts, like, no, you're stupid (laughs) shut up (laughs) and go back to hell. I love that. So I just get really, like, um, blunt with those. I just get mad at those thoughts. And, yeah, I mean, in my family and um, my group, like, a lot of there's a lot of depression too you know like it's really sad in my industry too like it's it's hard so there are times when I have to deal with that kind of thing too of like why am I sad about this you know like and just kind of refocusing it on eternity basically One, yeah, right. if you you can flip it to like what does this look like in the whole span of eternity? Oh, it's just a flicker. Right, you know? So that helps me get out of the oh, I suck. Oh, I did bad. Oh me, 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 me. Right. When I can like kind of flip it. I don't know if that helps or answers any question at all, but No, yeah. Like, that that version of self hatred is like that's how it shows up in me, I think.
1: Right, right. Well, just even in, in us talking about, um like, people coming to Hollywood to mm. almost want to be seen because they want to be loved, right. right? Which is a natural human desire that is, like, obviously God put in yeah. all of us. Yeah. And something I feel like God's revealed to me is, like, you know, you, lens like, you you can't really love anyone until you learn to love yourself and I'm love. So until you let me in, you're going to be performing for love, which is what you were talking about earlier. Uh Like we perform for love and I know we perform for love in all kinds of ways, not just in Hollywood, but um, it does feel like if I'm seen enough and if I'm Mm -hmm. like cheered on enough or loved enough or have enough fans that, Mm -hmm. that I'm, you know, will feel that love. But I believe like, there's, like, a void in us that only can be filled with God, Amen. you know? Amen. And then, like, Kanoa, your amazing husband, yeah. who I totally adore, like, he's, like, the cherry on top, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But if we don't, like, get our love from God first, it just gets really yeah. wacky, right? Yeah,
2: it does. You're right. And you do, even if you're married, like, you still have to, you know, go to God first and really be self-sufficient in, you know, being, being your own best self. Going to God with all your problems, because yeah, even with the spouse, doesn't. It's great. It doesn't make it easier, right? It's great, but it makes it it tests you even more. Um, That's good. But yeah, I, I think being filled with God and really just for me, knowing that my path, not not falling into that comparison trap of right. like, oh, how come my career doesn't look like that, or how come I don't have that, or what she has, or look like her it's like, we can't all do the same thing and look the same way. It's kind of boring, I think, if we all do. And so really digging down deep in it, I would listen to you talk about how you journal. I journal too. And mine's like kind of a stream of consciousness. Like Mm -hmm. it usually starts off with just thank you for this. Thank you for this, God, and this, and this, this, and then it's, it turns into like, oh, I didn't know that you made me like that. Or, oh, that's cool. You, like God reminds me of things that I was into as a kid. And just getting more, learning more about how God made you mm. and being appreciative of, wow, that's how you made me. And being thankful for that. And knowing that you have something to offer the world, I think is really important and how I've been able to not fall into the, am I enough? Am I not enough? And I think I think once you've just received that he made you perfectly, you can change the world because you can walk into a room and be like, What do you guys need? Because you don't need anything from anybody. You know, like you're there to serve them and you don't even need them to like you. Wow. You don't even need them to give you a job. You don't even need them to look up at you. In, in Hawaii, we all smile and, like, say hello every day. Like, I've learned that, like, okay, God, I'm in L.A. People do not say hello, but that's okay. I don't need a hello because God says hello to me every second. So, you know, just, like, little things like that. Like, if you know deep down how loved you are and you can fill up on that every day by just spending time with him and, and being in gratitude to what he's done for you and how he's made you, you can survive this this tough world and this tough industry right
1: Mm -hmm. wow that's so powerful i love what you just said about um i'm like i need to hear that (laughs) but you know what i mean yeah i I, I know he's so sweet um but just like that you don't need anything from anyone yeah like if you can just be thankful for how he made you and stop looking at what like how he, Like, I struggle with comparison mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. comparison and jealousy. It's like I'm really praying, like, Lord, please, yeah. like, deliver me from this, you know? And he, he is, he is. But, you know, it's just like if I can just be thankful for who I am— yeah. How he made me and look at my strengths instead of constantly looking at what I lack because I'm looking at everyone else. And I'm like, well, I don't have that. I don't have that. I don't look like that. I don't have that. You know, I think Mm -hmm. the Lord is like, girlfriend, be thankful, you know, for how I made you. So, wow, that's so powerful, Sony. Oh, Sony, you're so the cutest. So, Sony's getting ready to head back to the The island, the island, which it's not terrible to have a friend who lives in Hawaii. I'll be honest, I've never been there. Oh girl, you know, as soon as this pandemic's over, but... coming
2: to season two
1: in Hawaii. Yes, I know, but hey, I, um, Jesus, from her mouth (laughs) to your ears, that sounds so good, but I've always just respected you so much as a Christian and as a actress and a hard worker don't make me cry (laughs) sweet friends and I love celebrating all of your shows and it's so fun to see yeah you know
2: and that's one of that what you just said there celebrating your friends to me that's a good way to kill jealousy in the Mm. butt and it takes practice because I have a lot of actress friends who are booking way more jobs than me or cooler jobs than me you know and it's like If you can practice celebrating people, that will help kill the jealousy in the, even if you don't feel it. Just fake it till you make it. Like, (laughs) celebrate until it becomes a habit. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not even jealous anymore. Like, I am actually genuinely happy for my friend who got that car or got that job or got that husband. You know, it's like, it starts to become like part of just your natural reaction, you know? but when you said that uh, that reminded me too because you'll you'll you know even on my end when my friends can celebrate me i feel so loved mm. you know like because it is hard i have a lot of actress friends that you start to lose friends because your your star might rise faster than theirs and you, then you see like oh wow like ooh so i'm very um i don't know if that explains it. you can't see my hands woo! <laughs> um you start to see who your real friends are because they can celebrate you without like you know without any well well, yeah it's i'm just so thankful for you Lindsay. because you're a really good friend and (laughs) it's hard to find good friends as adults and especially in this tough city but um i love la and i love this city and i love you Lindsay. and i'm so excited for your podcast because i know it's going to bring a lot of life and encouragement to people and yeah lots of cheers to many more seasons Bye thank you that's so sweet oh
1: my gosh I'm sad you're leaving (laughs) no I'm super excited for you I really am and I I think you make such a good point because I think I used to be really good at celebrating people but I wasn't good at celebrating myself
2: yeah 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 you You know what I mean because I didn't feel worthy of
1: what they had Mm -hmm. so like I would celebrate the you know all the Mm -hmm. weddings Mm -hmm. I mean you know that's maybe something that a lot of my friends have that I don't have as a husband Mm -hmm. yet and you know so it's like I was so good at celebrating them but then I had to kind of go through this, like, journey of learning to, like, celebrate myself yeah, and my and little wins. Yes,
2: and letting other people celebrate with you and sharing that. Right. right? And, that, and that gives your really good friends the opportunity to be, like, yes, with you.
1: Right, right, I know. So it's, it's all
2: testimony to God's goodness. Yes. Anything that's great in our life, can't really take credit for it. I mean. No, girl. Being no. obedient, maybe. Right, you know? like, right. Right. I
1: got that because I was obedient,
2: you know, but yeah, that's good. That's a good word to celebrate your wins.
1: Yeah. Even yeah. if they're small, totally. I, I feel yeah. like the Lord's taught me that like lens, mm-hmm. like be proud of yourself for like doing the blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. for me, it was yeah. about men, you know, okay. it was the struggle with men. And so for me to even like, you know, have good guy friends or be able to like look a man in the eyes mm-hmm. for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, those are, those sound so silly, but those are little wins, yeah. and it, it can translate to anything. It's whatever we struggle with, right. you know. So, like in acting, you know, like you were saying, celebrating your friends that are getting mm. these big parts mm. that you really wanted, Ooh, that you know. Is good. Or you know, everybody has different struggles. Right. So, but it really can translate. So. Mm. Aw, Sony, thanks for coming on. This Yay. is so I'm fun. So thankful for your friendship. Oh, I yes. love you so love much. You. Would you pray for our listeners? Sure, yeah, just you. whatever God puts on your heart. Thank you, Jesus.
2: Father, we just thank you so much for this time that we're living in, Lord, and the opportunity just to experience your love and um, learn how to love each other well, God. We're all on a journey, and I just pray for Lindsay's listeners that they would be encouraged by our words today and her entire podcast. I pray that amazing, amazing guests would come on, with testimonies that would bless people's lives and give us practical ways of relating to you, receiving love from you deeper and deeper, and and relating to one another, God, because they will know us by our love, God, and so we just want to get really good at, um, yeah, receiving love, being loved, and giving love, Lord, and we thank you for Lindsay and all our friends that helped make this podcast happen we bless them too and yeah lord thank you so much for our life and all the grace and mercy you extend to us every single day in jesus name amen
1: yay amen love you sony love you Nine so minutes. much okay
0: and that's a wrap thanks guys for spending time with us we so look forward to next time as Lindsay explores more on this thing called love. Jump on over to lindsaymorgansnyder.com or follow her on any of the social platforms at lindsaymorgansnyder. Letting Love In, How God Renews Relationships by Crushing Your Inner Critic is Lindsay's first book and it's available now on Amazon. But before we go, we want to thank our dear friends at Signature Sound Club for the beats and the voice you're listening to is Nathan Madden. It's been great spending this time with you. Until next time.